Hello and welcome to a new episode of Crouching Tiger Hidden Podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Charles. And this is a podcast on Kung Fu films. We've been covering them for about a little over three years now, and we had a short break, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Things happen, and um, eight months later, uh, a new episode is born. Um, (laughs) We're still alive. Uh, We're still alive. Everyone's okay, I guess. Uh, We're here. We're back. Um, and we're we're ready to discuss the long-awaited conclusion to the Yip Man um, franchise, Yip Man Four, uh, the finale. Ooh, exciting. Yeah, uh, we've been trying to get this one recorded for a few months now, um, but we we've got it locked in. It's here. It'll be in your ears very shortly. So, well, you're listening to it um, right now. <laughs> right now, yeah, uh, yeah. This uh, this movie. Uh, it was made, it came out in 2019, so 10 years ago <laughs> is what it feels yes. like. And, well, it's uh, a weird thing. A lot's happened in this this year. But it, so much is going on, but I don't so remember much, any of it. But it's also gone. <laughs> no, but it's also gone really quickly. Like it's gone yeah. super quick. I was like, oh, we just recorded like two months ago, right? No, no, no. March. It was Six in March. <laughs> Eight months. It was March. Eight months. So yeah eight months yeah but that's okay that does not stop us there is no end to the kung foolery it is always here with us it's in our hearts forever yes it is we're back donnie is back wilson is back for his third of the four films i I don't think he, he did not direct part two i believe um i should double check that because it's right here uh he, yes he did one three no he did two i don't know why they they did something weird so he's done all three of them um four, four of them four of them all four <laughs> of them uh with a pretty good so 2008 so 10 years later basically is Eatmon four from the first one and you can tell because donnie yen looks quite a bit older here has he been aged did they make him up to look a little I, older i can't tell I thought about it a little bit, but I'm like, well, it's been 10 years. Yeah. They may have and, a little. And I also think his character is supposed to be a bit a bit older. Well, he's older and, he and, he's, and he's suffering from um, throat uh, cancer as well. So, yeah, that, that could have been part of it. Yeah. The, the, the character is anyway. Um, yeah. <sighs> It had been so long. So we, uh, the the Ip Man at the time trilogy was one of the first things that we did. I think we did it pretty early. Yeah, it would have been. Yep. Yeah. And so a few years later, we get around to um, the last part of this. Um, we're still missing um, the Grandmaster, which is also we did that. We we did not do the Grandmaster. That oh, was. Dang it. Um, <laughs> I could yeah, I know. We, we talked we, about we, it. We, not that I'm aware of. We did not do that one. That was um This is how prepared we are. It was the spin-off. Uh no, because the one we did cover was Master Z. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're thinking of Master Z and the Grandmaster 
I think I clicked on the wrong thing. Oh no, this is the correct one. So um, uh, it's a Wong Kar Wai film uh, from 2013, and that one we should probably get around to looking um, into uh, Zhang Ziyi, um, Tony Leung has a um, pretty notable cast. It's a phenomenal director. It's probably going to be very cinematic. Uh, one thing that I noticed um, on on Eatman Four that I didn't feel was the case in the first three was this looked a lot like a soap opera, like a on a made for TV more than a cinema movie. And I don't know if that's my copy. Uh, did you did it look that way to you? And I know what you mean, um, especially the scenes with uh, predominantly Westerners seem to be very. <laughs> Yeah, slapsticky, uh, and very yes, yeah, so, I guess so. So, well, I mean, just the camera, the, the 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 camera work for one, like whatever the film or the lens, it just like had that soap opera look. They lost to it. Yeah, yeah. And so it it made it. It just didn't look so. It didn't look very cinematic, um, and, and the the story itself is it's not melodramatic, but it it was leaning. <laughs> really hard on the drama. Well, it was hyperbolic um, with the characterizations of the the characters. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. Um, we're 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 not reformatting anything. We're going back to the old format. It just takes a minute. Uh, so we should look at the reviews for this. Uh, I don't. There's we, no we real. Like, there's no cast. real big new cast. Yeah, I have the cast pulled up. It's not any different much um from the previous films uh aside from the head of the chinese association yes and it's taking me longer to find who is who here so well we have scott adkins um i don't think he's he's popped up anything enough that we've done he must have been in something because we, well, we we were going to watch Ninja and some other things that he's been in. So I must have talked about him from something. Um, I don't, <laughs> I do not remember anymore. Uh, yeah, he's he's in tons of movies at this point. Um, I think I'd wanted to cover. Uh, they're not specifically kung fu, but their martial arts is the um, yeah, undis- undisputed Boydka. films. Yeah, the Yuri Boydka. Yeah, um, he's really good in that. Oh, uh, Triple Tap. He was in Triple Tap, I want to say, and that's one I did want to do because that had um, Eco Elias and uh, a large cast. Yep. There was not Triple Tap, Triple Threat. Triple Tap was Triple with, Threat. Yeah, Triple Tap is with Colin Chow or something. Um, but yeah, like every, Tony Jaa, um, Tiger Chen, Eco Elias, like everybody's in this. It, it, it's the um, Hall of Fame. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's they're trying to do an ensemble cast. Um, Michael Jai White. There's like, it it could have been really cool. I think I didn't cover it because I, I thought the movie wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, and not in like a bad movie way. It was just like not exciting, given given the cast, which is really bad because it's a lot of great people, and that just they just end up shooting everybody. That's what it was. Yeah. There's not a lot of kung fu in it. Um, and that's yeah. that's never a great thing. Um, so yes, uh, Scott Adkins has been in yeah, 
63 movies already he's not stopping he just keeps going um uh kind of looks like ben affleck uh, ben affleck was huge yeah scott atkins is a big dude he gets he gets really big for he he he, like he'll get like tanked up for roles and he'll like slim down um from some stuff he was like he didn't take his shirt off in this one so he probably was in between when he was doing this one um ken ken cheng came back um he was one of the he's bob he's been in i think one of the other eat mon films um so okay the um the head of the the chinese association in san francisco um was wang wang Zhonghua, um i believe and this is Yu wu um he has been in he was in Journey to the West, the 2011 um, version. Uh, Legend of Chenzhen. Um, something called Kung Fu Monster, which was from two years ago. Don't know what that is. Uh, a bunch of war movies. One of the police story films. Uh, not... Uh, Romance of the Book and Sword, that's a TV series. Um, it's more wuxia, so he does a lot of uh, Anzu Warrior. So he's more um, wire, wire work stuff. So yep. less just like strict martial arts. Um, that's kind of that's kind of it. There wasn't a lot of other um, the full cast list. Because we did have um the the instructor for the marines i'm trying to find him oh the grizzly dude yeah and they just did a real weird like cast listing on here um well i don't recognize him from anything i I, yeah and i haven't seen him in anything else um so we have xiaofei zhao um uh, she was Master Chung for um Xing Yi. Uh, it's there's like three masters that kind of do a fight scene toward the end of the film. Um, oh, she was pretty cool. Yeah, she put up the I think the best fight. Uh, the aside, best fight. Uh, yeah. Aside from um Yip Man when he when he finally came in. Um, and then there's uh Kyung Gao. Um, he was the Mantis um master. His, his his he did decent too. Everyone's just getting crushed by the the karate instructor who I can't find on here. <laughs> I can't write. I don't see his face. Um, well, the problem is he's probably not well known enough. Like no, yeah, and I don't. I don't, the thing is, I don't see like I see karate spectator, but that's not the right guy <laughs> lead disciple wrong guy um yeah Yip ching is Yip man's son he's in there for like 10 minutes uh there's a little brat I, all, all i can remember is him riding around his little tricycle in like the first movie <laughs> with like the lollipop is it actually the same kid no i don't think so um i walk well, quick on him and let's find out 
because that would be that would be great. Um, that would be cool. I don't think it is. No, because only ten years later, there's no way he's like. No, it's not. He's been in three movies. Um, yeah, I don't see. You think he would be like top credited? You think so? Because he was a big he's pivotal role. Karate champion? No, uncredited. 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 Uh, yeah, I do not know who. <laughs> he's a nobody. Who he is? He's not in here. Um, because well, the other the other big fight with Bruce Lee's character um, uh, against the other karate guy. Was just, yeah, and I don't see him here either. We'll get to that because that was yeah. weirdly set. It it was weird. Um, so well, that's yeah. The cast, cast, the cast. Couldn't find him. Um, we have yeah. Scott Adkins was was Gunnery Sergeant Barton or something. I don't remember what his rank was, but um, yeah, I can't find the karate guy. Maybe he's under jerk face as his credit title. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's. I'm looking. Nah. Not there either. Yeah, he's just not on here. It's real weird. Maybe as as jerk who doesn't take consideration of him being twice the size of the people he's fighting. <laughs> yeah, and that's why he's winning. Well, at least he says he's like, "I'm not going to hold back on anybody." Oh uh, yeah, he, but, he like, gives I just them that, that but then he's, yeah. no, it's it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like if that. That, that lady um master if she was the same size as him she would have destroyed him but she's like half, half his size. weight I, I she may have been less than that she was pretty tiny and she she oh, was yeah. hitting him pretty hard and he was it was she was doing damage too and yeah, yeah he would have it should have he's been just, he's just like, a big dude he just was tanking it 90 pounds <laughs> mm. she was tiny yeah and well, just so i don't get there <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so that's the yeah. We'll get to that. Some of the cast. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about the characters. Um, they're they're more important than just the the cast itself. Um, but yeah, let's let's take a look at these reviews. I'm I'm like I didn't look at these. I'm very interested. Yeah, the very polar, the polar opposites from what I can see, which is good. That's what we like here. We like these one in ten stars. Yep, and. I've got a one star with it's reasonably long, and it's it's warning spoilers. Should we start with the one star, or should we go with the shorter ten star? Let's let's do the one star. Okay. <clears throat> Chi- Chinese propaganda in your face is the title of this <laughs> review, and the name is P.S. Chuch Ast. P S C H U C H A R D T is the username. And this was quite recent, 9th of February 2020. Makes sense. The movie only came out end of last year. Warning spoilers. Uh, fight scenes are excellent. I can agree with that. Continuing. Choreography is great, though Donnie Yen gets old and a few more cuts are needed. Not as bad as Liam Neeson, though. Edit those clips into a sequence and you will have yourself some good 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can just think of that. Um, it, uh, taken t- two? 
I think, where he has to jump the fence and then it's like 10 cuts to get him over the fence. <laughs> yeah. It's all right when you're really not paying attention and just kind of getting into the action of things, but you do notice it. I, to be honest, I didn't notice Donnie Yen struggling heavily in this. No, I thought, I thought it was fine. Was done quite well. Yeah. Yeah. But continuing the review. So that's the good part out of the way. This is how they got one star, I guess, was this first paragraph. Uh, the rest is politics and the bad kind. By trying to show how racist everyone was towards the Chinese, the movie itself becomes racist and very nationalistic. Chinese, like so many other immigrants, were discriminated in the US, no doubt about it. But why, but why shoving it down our throat in 2020 in such a one-dimensional and biased way? It is a very bad example of Chinese propaganda. US bad, karate bad, cheerleading bad, <laughs> white people bad, US Marines bad. In fact, that <laughs> the fact that every Chinese speaks Mandarin in that, in that movie tells it all. Most immigrants moved to San Francisco in the 1950s and 60s were from Hong Kong and spoke Cantonese, especially the scene when Ip Man meet all the masters in San Francisco is ridiculous. I come from a country which had pro provided villains in movies for over 80 years now, but it is handled with irony and awareness on both sides, movie maker and audience. If a Western country would make a movie like Itman 4, it would be destroyed in the media for racism and prejudice. It is sad to see Donnie Yen sell out that way guess the overwhelming power and reach of the chinese propaganda machine has the movie industry and its actors even the few left from hong kong and taiwan in a firm grip oh yes and the sad and over-the-top attempt to copy full metal jacket in the scenes with the marines is pathetic very disappointed big fan of it man one part two was all right. It all went down from then on. That is the bad review. Thoughts? Dave, do you agree or disagree? <laughs> this one's so, a bit of a loaded gun, isn't it? <laughs> well, there's some points that it has. Um, yes, there's there's some nationalism involved, but that was the case from like the beginning. Like that's the been the plot of every one of these movies was chi China as uh as the underdog. Um yep. and then arguably triumphing in a manner of speaking. I mean that we we literally had to go through um to a twister and them screaming about the um the sick men of Asia. Like that was the point of the other films, so yeah, y yes, um, there is some nationalistic feelings in these, um, but that 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 was always there. I agree, it was always there. I would agree that it does seem to be trying a little too hard, like at the over top characterization of it was a little slapsticky and done uh, yeah and it's way. it's it's a very um 
I wouldn't even say that it's like black and white issues because uh, the the way that the San Francisco uh, Association is treating um, Yip Man because he's from back home, uh, he, he's treated as an outsider. Like he's he has yeah, to he has to conform yeah. to um, the values that that um, the association has set. Uh, because they're dealing with America, like Westerners, like on a constant basis on their own turf, where 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 their status is like in question. Like they have to band together, they have to form this tight knit community um, to deal with that, and they have they have a yeah, certain I- set of rules you kind of have to play with to kind of get by. And it was, and and the movie points out it was their own detriment to like some extent because they were, they were isolating themselves from. The, yeah, I, I mean, the, the, their their well. communities they that they're creating are are insular to a point um, because that's helping them survive. Yep, it's a defense mechanism. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and that's. Um, it's saying something to the value of uh traditions versus uh dealing with um other cultures not 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 saying tradition versus modernity uh but tradition and culture versus a clash like a clash of cultures and yeah. and it, it it's it's taking that in a um a, a greater look um, and in a martial aspect too, because the the other major plot point is the um, the Marine Corps uh, aligning itself a certain way, and then trying to um, downplay like lesser forms of uh, martial art combat. Not, uh, yeah. not, not lesser forms, the wrong word. Um, putting other forms of combat as a lesser form like they're they're yeah. dis- disparaging Pers- against um traditional martial arts the weird thing with that is though like karate is not their f- form of martial arts they've absorbed that from another culture japan yeah and, so yeah, and, and karate itself in this sense is a traditional martial art so th- this is before exactly. um th- this is prior by many 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 years not well 60 63 who was this i don't remember when they said this um in the 60s Belting. Belting. uh yeah. and so this is prior to um the advent of mixed martial arts as a larger form i mean that didn't really become a thing until like the 80s and then into the 90s so this predates a lot of that um and this predates the micmap um uh, marine corps uh, martial arts program uh that that's what is today um but it's a hodge even then it's, it's a hodgepodge of different styles and your instructors are basically like combining a lot of things together to make this program uh this is where they're like starting to do that and and because of this incident 
going on. It's kind of like what formed later um, into what the Marine Corps was going to do for their martial arts programs. Uh, that's it's not the focus of the movie, but it's a it's like a plot point. Yeah, which is, didn't actually happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but what what has happened is that yeah, in I think it was two thousand and one, the uh, military Marines have adopted kung fu and bringing in kung fu masters as instructors. But there wasn't a, a turning point or a pivotal moment that Mum was involved with that made that happen. No, it just called, it just eventually happened. Uh, yeah, and um, inviting them in is different than like absorbing that as what they do for their martial arts training program. Exactly, uh, it's really it's, a lot it's of grappling. Yep, it's just uh, bringing in and yeah anything you can learn about different forms is going to help because it just improves skill it's just getting in yeah but i know i it's a, it's a weird review um yeah it is I get what um, I'm getting at. yeah i don't i don't i don't feel like this is done yet selling out in any particular way so that's that's no, what I, I it felt not. like the, re- the review was like pointing to um yeah it, i know it's always hard because like i don't know what america was like in the 1960s i'm sure there were some racist people but it, it is presented in a very like a pointed way like it's it, everyone's like extremes of who they are and what they are the characters and so we've got the extreme racist white cheerleader and it's there to make a point uh and so it's just it, it but it does does seem unrealistic but well, that's from my experience. Mm, it seems unrealistic. But that may have been how it was back then. I don't I think know. I, that can't speak for that. I think it's heavy handed, but it's still dealing with like real issues. Like the, with, yeah, the, these kind of things happened. Like that's that's the oh, nature sure, of it. Yeah. Um, this and makes I mean, them like. I can't say that it makes them worse than they were because I can't speak to that. Uh, yeah, but it's making it it's making it seem like everybody's that way. Like there's not like enough space to show that there's people that are people it's like you're either this way or you're not you're like you're a jerk or you're a hero uh there's there's two it's too um characterized like everyone's everyone's too much yeah like that's like the melodrama that's kind of being put into this they're a distilled or concentrated version mm-hmm. of uh, of of reality, and that's I think that's where the soap opera ness comes in. Like when the mum's like, yeah. "Oh my gosh!" and like it's so over the top, so dramatic, and like yeah, I can't... or the or the dad that comes home and he's like, "No, they must be destroyed." It's like you didn't even get the other side of the story. You're just got like a rich daughter that's whining. Well, exactly, and like I would look at it and. um and I would actually try and work out what's happened and talk to my daughter, like actually what happened and try and find out before I would bring in the, the full force of the U S government <laughs> to deal with your high school da- daughter's bullying. <laughs> yeah. Even though uh, she's the bully. So it makes it, <laughs> makes it worse. You're like definitely the bad guy here. And, it's and that that's whole, where I think, like, are we the baddies? Yes. <laughs> because you're being yeah, a and, jerk. <laughs> And that, that's where that, that point is ham-fisted, and I think a bit forced. Like yeah. it, We can get that message across in a more subtle, more nuanced way, I believe. 
what we're the part I find interesting is the actual the racism between racism might not be the right word the disparity between the the Chinese Council Authority whatever the name it's a long name I can't remember the whole name and how they treat Ipman. Uh, I, and I'll, I I sit there and watch it and I wonder is it are we being presented them in this way because how we have learnt how Bruce Lee was treated by that council? And the martial the, the martial art masters. Um, yes. that, that's how I learnt about. And so were they actually like this, or was that is this coloured to suit the story that Bruce Lee was treated badly? I like, I don't not, know enough about like, actually. I don't either, but I would say that because of what was going on, I mean like there there was definitely a large issue with what he was doing in, in the by the Chinese martial arts community. Like, you were not supposed to teach outsiders. Well, what I understand, he was, he was attacked, and they were actually, like, f- physically assaulted to try and stop him. Yeah. But again, like, I don't know how much of that has become uh, folklore and legend around Bruce Lee and about how his evolution into stardom. And so there was all that weighted into that council like, because you kind of know who they are going into it. As a martial art fan, you kind of know about this council who did Bruce Lee wrong. So you know it's not going to go right. So I don't know. There's a lot of um, intrigue. But I did like how they kind of brought it around. And there was, Itman was a peacemaker. And that's how he's been presented through all the movies. Yes, he's a fighter for at first. But and ultimately, he wants to bring peace and happiness to people. Yeah. And so and, I and just enjoy along, that I think yeah, for him along the way, um the losses that he suffered, uh they didn't change who he ever was at the at the core of himself, but it definitely like weighs on him. Mm-hmm. He's kinda like I, I just watched um Dragon Ball Super Broly movie today while mm-hmm. I was working. <laughs> and he, yeah, he's kind of, he reminds me of Goku. Like, he wants everyone to be happy and safe, but he also likes to fight and he will fight and he will defend and fight for what he believes is right. Yeah. Like, he's he's a fighter first and that, that's in his nature. Like, he will go fight. Um, yeah. It, it seemed like that was less the case in this film. Um, definitely, that's how it was in the the second movie and the yeah, third i think like but again because like he, of his beats losses up little, he was yeah <laughs> he beats up teenagers mm-hmm. <laughs> defending someone and then he also goes like literally into the military base with like all these soldiers not knowing and in the and if you base it on his history of being of military being brutal the history in the movies i'm establishing military yeah. establishments being brutal and unkind and doing things wrong he's he's had to go in to fight for what's right like he is as i say like he will go to the extreme to put his body on the line to prove a point yeah with life on the line because he had no idea that what they would do what do you know and then no and that's been the case um even from the very first film yeah or you know, on the flip side of the coin, in the very in the first film, he knew what was probably going to happen, um, and still tried to do what was right, like re- yeah. regardless of the consequences, uh, and do the thing that needed to be done. Um, fighting was never like his. He tries to talk, 
or explain stuff and then it just turns into like the other people are never going to listen so you have to kind of like make them listen yeah you know i was kind of surprised by how quickly he fought the um the chinese association leader oh, we'll get we'll get to that later yeah we'll, read that well, we'll get that let's, let's get rid of the other review and see what's on the other side of this okay t- so t- 10 t- stars um i'm gonna read like three of them because they're all like one sentences <laughs> Uh, we've got 10 star good fighting scenes finale good is the title of this review from nicholas stan this was 21st december 19 oh nicholas he was an innocent soul back then this is before covid he had no idea what was coming to him until 2020 (laughs) Uh, anyway his review is i like how the setting is the displayed and there's a lot of action scenes between donnie yen and scott atkins this bring a lot of excitement to us hope to make more of movies like this in the future and there, then we've got there, another one great one story okay there was one scene with see scott atkins uh and then next review great story uh, this is Lionel nineteen twelve, and again December twenty first, two thousand nineteen. Unfortunately, the last one, but the ending is also what makes it great. <laughs> I don't know how that's a re- review. That's just a statement. Yeah, I don't. And none of these. Um, <laughs> you might need to scroll down here. Uh, Have you found a fun one? I just like that they were just they, like real short and funny. yeah, and they've and they've been. I don't even see. There's nothing long. There's one that says "outstanding finale and great martial arts film" from yes. George Slavatsky. I'll, I'll read that one. Yeah, so, twenty four December twenty nineteen. Perhaps the best chapter of the saga, where we can see Master Yipman aging but still managing to defeat his opponent, even if wounded severely. It is also a difference between two martial arts: Wing Chun Kung Fu and Karate. The film itself itself describes the racism and the bigotry of america of the 50s against the immigrants too it also shows the strong relationship between eatman and his son does it though a particular mention goes to the actor who plays bruce lee and who bears a striking resemblance with him but who also fights fairly spectacularly and beats a guy who wanted to challenge him yeah <laughs> donnie yen is a spectacular martial artist ditto for scott atkins known from his role of yuri boyka in undisputed two three and four the finale scene was spectacular. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 because the film delivers a strong message against prejudice, but also because it was a thrilling and touching movie as well. Go watch it. You will not regret it. Yeah, I can, I can, I can agree with that. Yeah, that was a good review. I, yeah, I kind of think actually the negative review and this review combined make where I probably sit on the film, really enjoy it. It's, Probably the, it's probably my, in some ways my least favorite out of the the, tri- the what do you call four? It's not a trilogy. Quad quadrilogy. Quadrilogy. It's probably yeah, probably my least favorite. Maybe no, nah, maybe three is probably still the worst. But it's still better than I've been wanting to say this the whole episode. It's still better than Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch that, but all I've only I've only heard horrible things. Um, I I don't see and everything else. Um. These aren't very well written reviews. 
I'm gonna drop it down to nine stars and see if there's something. I just was looking for one that's not like one line. I kind of enjoy the one line ones though. <laughs> it, yeah. These are so weird. Yeah, like this one. A great finale. Ip Man and Bruce Lee, you are true great Asian heroes. <laughs> That's the review. Mm-hmm. Nothing on nine? Yeah, I don't... Nothing, like... They're just kind of all the same. Just uh, praising... Here, and here I guess there's a problem with... Here, I found something. Got one? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I was trying to just skim it. This one is almost excellent. 9 out of 10 um, from Yudil Zaryev on the 21st of May. I have read most of the reviews for Eatmon 4. I must say that I don't agree most of the things in these reviews. I understand that the emphasis on racism may have upset many American friends, but let's face the bitter truth. There was a time in the USA history when buses were divided into two parts for white and black people. This could have applied to other nationalities living in the USA at the time by extension. In the movie, this may be exaggerated. However, there is truth in it. There also might be some inaccuracy in the terms of life of Yipman. However, this is not a documentary, so I think this could be tolerated. Despite all these, the ending could have been different. It could have been more striking. The fight scenes are as excellent as the first three series. In addition, when I watched all series, including the fourth one, I sense the emotional side of the plots. In my opinion, Yip Man's series are not all, all about fighting and kung fu. There is life in it. Life with every aspect. Um, yes. I, that's a yeah, lot. To, I, that's that was... a lot to do to give it a nine out of ten. But um, I, I agree with what's going on. This is like taking a. Uh, it's not in depth, but it's taking a look at the multiple sides of this, acknowledging that it's doing a lot of like social issues um and mm-hmm. and pointing out that these are not just like kung fu movies they're they're dramas because that's what they are um they're like a biopic yeah. with some kung fu in it i was i was gonna i was thinking about that when i was watching it for the second time mm. because we took so long to get to <laughs> chatting about this is that yeah it, it doesn't really it's it's a yeah it's a drama or that has kung fu in it it's not a kung fu movie with drama it's a drama with kung fu yeah yes for sure and it has a lot of kung fu compared to some of the other ones that fit in that kind of same category but um everything all the fight scenes uh kind of brackets life lessons and so that's why i agree with this one they they kind of state yes it, it is it is exaggerated but there is truth behind it. Uh, and that's why I, I don't look at it too negatively about those things. It's just, it can be hard to watch. And because the acting of the <laughs> the Caucasians were was quite bad. But <laughs> it was just a little bit too over the top for me. But like, yeah, like the fight scene, the relationship that Ipman builds with um, the, the girl, I can't remember her name, like he he treats her like a daughter, uh, and it yeah, teaches him that he hasn't. Mm-hmm. He, he realizes that he hasn't necessarily treated his son the right way, even though he's treating his son in a way to try and make his son's life better. Doesn't mean he, he's done uh, right. Yeah, he is, but he's kind of ignoring him too. Uh, <laughs> well, I, 
but but that's the thing. Sometimes in life, like because he's gone through tragedy, Man's yeah. lost his wife, and he's had to deal with that. And it's not an excuse, but it's a reason, if that makes sense. And so, but he learns from it. And so, as a master himself, he's learned that he's not perfect. And so, I like those elements to the movie. That, and I think th- thematically, it, they actually present that quite well in the film. Um, it's very obvious because they do flashbacks <laughs> when uh, Itman sees the girl get slapped by her dad. He flashes back, to, and and you can see he regrets that he acted lashed out at his son, although his son was being a jerk. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there's, so, there's a lot going on with that, and it and it um, it one of the reviews was mentioning it might have been the last one um th- that it's like focusing on Yipman and his son, and it it's. That's part of the story. Uh, that's not the larger focus because you're limited to like a couple times he tries to do a phone call and his son was just ignoring it. And then when he learns his dad has cancer, then he like that snaps him back to reality. It's it's heavy handed, I think, as much as everything else was. But, uh, but I think it's also it's also relatable. Like yeah, see... no, I mean his his son's caught up in trying to find himself uh, and his dad i mean he only has his dad uh and his dad really isn't being there for him so it's it's a miss on like both their parts and then they they kind of reconcile it yeah it also seems to be a little bit of a, a discourse about how uh Ipman could see the writing on the wall that martial arts wasn't the way of the future that he kind of he wanted a different life for his son because the the way of martial arts had just created a lot of turmoil in his life. And that's what was creating the divide between them, is the son just really wanted to do martial arts, whereas his dad was refusing to let him. Yeah, but that message is lost because then he's like just teaching him at the end. Well, exactly. I think that's the lesson he learns, is that there he kind of gets that lesson, is that there's value in tradition, whereas he had kind of that was his thing throughout the series but as as he's getting older he was turning away from it yeah well he he was he was caught up in his own he was caught up in his own grief and Mm. then his own mortality and realizing that there wasn't like what else was he going to leave to his son i think that that passing that down became his own personal like legacy uh and instilling those kind of values to his his own son too i i did myself probably a big disservice i kind of read up a bit after watching this film i read up mm-hmm. about Ipman and realizing that the all th- four movies are a complete horse wallop but like there's like virtually no truth in it uh like Ipman probably wasn't even very nice a person is <laughs> from what i could gather like mm-hmm. Uh, and he actually surprisingly he worked he worked as a police officer, which is not at all really presented in the movies. No, if anything, he's like not as much down with in his movie incarnation. Like he's not down with that sort of organizations. No, exactly. He's always fighting against military organizations and stuff. Um, so there, there is some kind of crossover and he was a very confrontational person 
and he would take challenges on like there's this true stories that i read about how he was a detective he um there was a, a suspect in a crowded crowded space and they were worried that they he would start shooting if they confronted him openly so he just walked up to him and just called his name out while he was right next to him and the guy went to draw a gun and he disarmed him <laughs> um <laughs> and so that was his go-to he was so quick and very good at his martial arts that he and that's i think where the legend of it man's come from is that he would take on people with guns and there's a couple of cases in that are document well sort of documented probably become large in life like one where he uh, a person drew a revolver and he you know you know the little circle cartridge thing he got yeah. that out while disarming him like using mm. sweet kung fu skills and i think that's actually was done in one of the movies uh... it seems like i can visually think of donnie and doing it <laughs> but I, I, I don't I actually don't, know i don't know anymore all, all i can think of is lethal weapon four <laughs> and it's gently taking apart mel gibson's gun yeah and so that's um and so he's done things like that the real it man and so you can see where they've taken inspiration but i think as i said i did myself a big disservice in some ways um because you just kind of realize he he is special but mostly only because he is the one who's named as training bruce lee yeah and that's that's a large part of it is that's his the the western version of his legacy is he's uh bruce lee's wing chun instructor but there, there's not a lot of um aside from these movies which are not western releases uh there's not a lot of uh like biopic information on him like that mainstream yeah. at all uh and I, and I would not regard these as like mainstream films not not in the west anyway no i think Upman definitely did quite well yeah but I, th- I still i still yeah but i still think that like may, i don't know how much past like the first one because they were done so this is 10 years later yeah like I, I don't know that moving forward the films yeah, each did as well. In fact, I'm I'm sure they did not, not not in the West anyway. No, no, definitely not. The first one I think that would have done quite well uh, because of the legend of Bruce Lee. Um, but then the other ones, yeah, because I, I saw It Man One at the movie theater, I believe. Whereas I haven't even heard of these other ones being released to the theaters. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if they were here. Um, well, and, that, and that's a big thing, is because uh, in the in the two thousands, we were getting a lot of theatrical releases of like some martial arts films. I I think that went away. Like I don't yeah, were, re- I don't really remember the last I don't know five years or so. I haven't seen a martial arts movie in the theater probably longer than that. Like they all yep. get like direct to direct to video. Yeah, there was there was like a a heyday where like, yeah, for, for, for sure. I mean, yeah, we we hit um the late nineties to the probably mid two thousands. Um, that's when we were still getting a lot of like big uh, like Jackie Chan vehicles. Uh, 
eventually we got like the expendables which is not martial arts but it has jet Li and some action stars in it but that kind of like by 2008 i think this stuff started kind of going away as far as yep. getting like theatrical um western releases anyway it's a shame i mean the the quality of them um hasn't gone down but there was definitely a period where like a golden era of these of these movies i mean the 70s 80s like that was the time 70s really really big really big yeah i think like 70s 80s movies the mm-hmm. quality of filming's terrible but the passion's there yeah the <laughs> movies were garbage the, the... but they were turning out like 50 of them a year <laughs> yeah well i guess percentage-wise you're bound to get one yeah well yeah, that's, that's what you want is you want you want like that that's just they were so popular that you could just churn out dozens of them you know a couple weeks filming and then another movie out whereas i think with technology now like the current hong kong films tend to be they look just as good as western films with just their their own aesthetic yeah the the budgets are so high that takes such so much more time to do there's a lot of cg there's a lot of stuff involved in the post-production uh that you can't just churn out content and i think we we lose a lot of the charm um, yeah that in all these modern ones they don't seem to have the same like the, the, some they're of, not them, will hit, some of them will hit the thing but we're i mean we, we've we've gone over um even some of the uh journey to the west like there, there's a there's so many incarnations of that story and we've looked at a couple of them ourselves uh and the the charm lies in the the actors um what they're kind of doing with like the whatever their version of the tale is but you get slammed with weird cg stuff and you're just like it's not sometimes it's good but a lot of times it's not great <laughs> and it yeah, just exactly. like takes you right out of the movie you're just like oh, okay whereas you go back to like drunken master and the movie how holds up on jackie chan falling off stuff and getting hit and like <laughs> like because he's literally getting yeah. hit, and it and that creates entertainment that's entertaining no, and that's 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 been the big thing is we've we've our our previous episode Five Elements Ninjas that was entertaining. It was a garbage movie, but stupid, but <laughs> but it's so fun. Um, yeah, you, you did not. We I got no sense of like even in Forest, not a fun movie. It's a drama. There's a couple good fights. They last. Is it what is it? Two minutes out of the two hour long movie we watched. <laughs> it's very brief. Not- to be fair, I think there's coming back to it as I said I, I was thinking this is a drama but there's a lot more fights than I actually had remembered there is actually quite and there's quite, quite a few um yeah they're nice but they're they're the, the percentage of the fight to the movie is very very small oh yeah for sure yeah you're looking five to ten percent at most yeah um yeah I guess we should want to talk about a few of those fight scenes yeah so <laughs> what's we didn't even uh, we usually rely on the reviews to do the plot none of them did the plot so uh by and large oh, yeah. the 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 entirety of the plot is um Yip Man's son uh has been getting in fights in school and uh he's had to move around a bunch of different schools and the schools won't let him like stay so the the recourse for this is uh send him to an american school so yipman goes to san francisco to enroll his son in school that's like the that's the plot 
that that's the point of what he's doing. Um, along the way, we find out that um, Meatman has has throat cancer, um, and that's like a the drama bit of it because it's causing it's not only causing tension. Is it, um, it's, it's there's an urgency to it. He feels yeah, there's an urgency, urgency to it, and it's it's getting something where he's trying to yeah, he's trying to build the place for his son now um, because he's been kind of neglecting him. Um, we get a sort of side plot with uh, Bruce Lee having already gone ahead to San Francisco and, and starting up his um, Jeet Kune Do schools and try. Uh, he's not in the movies yet. This is like prior to that. Um, and he's getting a lot of resistance with the, uh, the Chinese um, associations in um, San Francisco are, do not want him to teach. So that's like part of why Yiman's also that's why he picked that location, kind of, because there there's some notable schools for his son to be able to go to. Um and he's getting he a free can, flight as well. Yeah, he because he, he's being paid to go um watch a competition that um Bruce is going to be in. So that's that's the window, that's like the set dressing of what's going on here. Um the the side plots are the daughter of the head of the association is being bullied in school uh which causes a confrontation um and the law enforcement and marines get like law enforcement get wrapped up in trying to um Prove karate's better. Well, I mean, they're trying to arrest the head of the association on charges trumped up by the um, daughter's rich dad guy. Well, because that's what what ICE. What's would be equivalent of ICE now? Immigration services. We're trying to do that. Uh, yeah, he's just calling in a favor from immigration services and like the local law enforcement. Well, so see, that, that's, that's not like, yeah, I think he's part of that. Yeah. I think he was the head of it or something. I don't remember. It was just a bit too convenient. That whole setup. Oh, of course. Like, of course. It, it, it's just excuse to get, um, Scott Adkins involved. He's the, well, so he just turned up randomly. Like it just it, the whole thing where because the military wasn't involved at all, he just happened to turn up when the when the immigration officers were turning up at the same time. Same time. Like yeah. It was, he, well, he, he, only reason he's there is because he just wants to prove that his fighting is the best. And yeah. he heard and, that there was a good fighter, and he's about to like not have that. <laughs> so uh, it just all like coincidentally happens at the same time. Um, yeah. That that's it. There's not like there's not a lot of plot. That's what that's what it was. Yipman's going to go find a school for his son, and then some drama happens. It, and the whole Western school thing. I don't know if you're aware. Yipman himself, he was educated at a Western school. Um, in in China. Hmm. And so I don't know if that's where they're drawing some of that kind of concept and ideas from. Is that Yipman himself was Western educated? Yeah, it could have been. Um, but yeah, I don't know because I don't think they don't. I don't think they talk about it himself in the movies being having that background. Maybe in the first one. I think maybe I think in the first one, it might have been mentioned. 
It, it's yeah. it's literally been three years since I watched that, so <laughs> right, yeah. I do not know. Uh, yeah, so that's the plot in a nutshell. It's an excuse to get some fights going on. Uh, there's there's tension between, as we mentioned, the Chinese Association, who uh, just want um, Yip Man to reign in his student, because the 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 misdeeds of the student are reflected upon the teacher. So that's the big thing. And it's like, well, if you, if you get your student to like, stop trying to teach Westerners Chinese martial arts, uh, we'll sign we'll the, help you. a letter to get your son into school. Yeah. Or you can pay like $10,000 so <laughs> to the school and they'll take that too. Which is, which is a lot of money. That's which a lot money. of money back then. Oh yeah. The that that's our first fight is when um Uban goes in to the association and it's a fight over what they call the lazy Susans the little the spinny and you go Chinese restaurant you got the the spinning center of the uh, table they're <laughs> probably the called something else but yeah that's what it is yeah it's just it's just something to serve um groups of food everyone knows like you can share about. yeah yeah. If you've been to a Chinese restaurant, you've used them. They're cool. They're so convenient. <laughs> yeah. The spinning center. But yeah, that's the, the first fight was just, and that, it's so dumb, but like, I can't, it's, it's the Dragon Ball Z kind of dumb, but cool. Where it's like, they're basically fighting over who can turn the <laughs> the table. Yeah. And it's... cracking the glass. Like, I don't know. It's, I like, it's I like good. that crap. I like that stuff. But it was, I, I do admit, it is very dumb. <laughs> it's kind of, what's that fight? Was it one of the other mountains where they fight over the... Um, they fight on the table and the table's rocking? That was in part... Two? Two? Yeah, um, it's got the, the, the tubby martial art guy. What's his name? Chow Young Fat. <laughs> it's not showing your fat. It's Samuel Hung. Samuel Hung, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the other guy. Chow Yun Fat is in all the John Woo movies and Contradictory. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's just convenient. Or he was Master Roshi if you wanted to think about that too. Oh, no. Ter- terrible. Don't bring that up. <laughs> the movie that does not exist. It does not exist. <laughs> yeah, Semohung. Oh, um, so yes, they were they were fighting on the, the tabletop and like balancing. Yeah, it was going to crack. Yeah, yeah. So it was the same ridiculous level as that. The whole um, movie does that. Um, honestly, there's a lot of wire work in this, and I, I think I hated it <laughs> because it was doing all this wire stuff. And then I'm going, you know what? That was in all the other movies. So to be fair, it's didn't it was there too. It's just the whole movie seems so melodramatic that it just didn't fit. Like this felt like it was supposed to be more realistic, and then yeah, people are gritty, doing yeah. stuff that you were like, "No, <laughs> no, you can't jump that way." Why are you flying around, Scott Adkins? It's real weird. Oh uh, yeah, the, the the flying kicks are pretty extreme. But there's a lot. There's a lot of times when people fall and then like do that weird like lever back up in a way that the human body can't do because they're being pulled by wires uh it's it's part of the genre 
Like that's it belongs there, but it just looks weird because the movie's being so serious. Yeah, yeah. It's not set. It's set in a real world, not a fan, a fanciful world. Yeah, like but they're being like very it. fantastical. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, what the next fight would be the Bruce Lee fight after the um, tournament, the karate tournament, and it's yeah. just it was cool, like. It's just a classic kind of diner where like the tough boys come in and then the the tough boys already in the diner like just take this outside and then the tough boys go and fight, but Bruce Lee's the only tough boy who fights. <laughs> he, like, and they made one, it. He like one shots three dudes and then fights the man with the scar on his head. Yeah, but that's the but it's like this is like uh, double dragon or like those brawler things where you like you fight through the the minions and you get to the end of the level. Like it was like down an alleyway, out in the car park. And the guy's, like, standing in the dark anyway, like, come over here. It was just so, like, bo- game boss fight yeah. set up. Like, it was so weird. It's like, why are we fighting in the alleyway? Because I can kick the light on the wall. <laughs> like, why yeah. did he kick the light on the wall? To show that That's he could a dick kick. Move. And then, then he kicked the door. And that was probably, like, my favorite line of the whole movie. It's like... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, he, oh, that was like, trying too hard he, to be he, Bruce Lee. Yeah, and he's like, you can... He's, he's like, That's great, but... Um, the door won't fight door back. Doesn't kick back. It's yeah. like, but I. It's do. like a classic Bruce Lee. <laughs> no, it's it was fine. Like his his Bruce Lee is probably the best part of the movie. It was just, it was just him being Bruce Lee. That's being Bruce Lee acting. Bruce Lee. Yeah, it was like because that that's a line that he's famous for of talking about bricks at a, at a tournament where he's cause people were like breaking bricks. Yeah, and he's he's famous bricks, for saying, bricks don't you know, hit that's back. Great. <laughs> And th- and it seemed like they were just trying to force that in. Like, would he really say that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but it, it was good. It was a, it's a it was fine a it was a fine scene. Um, he gets to do his nunchuck, uh, sweet moves. Well, the 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 bit the worst part about that fight is the very end when the guy loses, and this guy's like been trying to maim Bruce Lee. But now he's lost. He's like, oh yeah, you're good. And just does this real like awkward thumbs up. <laughs> he's just like Yeah, he's like, okay, yeah. you kicked my ass. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I approve. <laughs> I approve. You are good. I'm which is good. which is what the other karate masters should have done like a long time ago. Yes. That's what I don't get about this whole military scenario in the movie, is that like if you were literally trying to make the best soldiers, wouldn't you be looking for opportunities? And the way that like karate is the best form of fighting, it's like you stole that from the Japanese. How do you know there yeah, isn't something else out there? Yeah, wouldn't you just be doing boxing? You should be just doing twister then. Like West Western martial arts is the best, and you should just be doing like boxing. So did we alluded to this on before, but is there any evidence that did the American Marines take on karate after World War Two? Uh, is, is that some, true? Is... I'd, I'd have to look it up. I don't know off the top of my head. I do know that the, yes, when people were stationed in in um, Okinawa, um, they they were picking they were up karate. Yeah, yeah, and and I get that. And I say and stationed, I but they just like built the bases there after the war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just the whole concept is just so foreign to me that you can be like we've taken on karate, an Asian martial art, but we're going to be super racist to <laughs> any other Asian culture or martial art. I just don't understand. 
Like, if you're going to be that open to something. Yeah, it's real weird. Um, why would you cut out other things? Like, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I get, like, with Twister saying that boxing is the Western martial arts the best. I don't yeah, agree. I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with the, the statement, but um, the point of view would be more correct. Whereas this is like, we're the toughest and we do karate. But that that's also an Asian martial arts. <laughs> it's a real weird. It's like, okay, but why don't you, if there's something good out of like, because Kung Fu is not one thing. It's like a a billion different Bunch. styles. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's sanda. There's relative. tons of stuff that's inside of there that you could use. There's chinna. There's there's grappling. There's things in there that work. Even the weapon, the weapon uh, kung fu, like that's focused around weapon use. That yeah, be useful. <laughs> yeah, there's stuff that you could put in and like acknowledge that it works because they've been doing it for hundreds of years and. They wouldn't be doing that if it didn't work. Uh, there's something to be said for traditional martial arts, uh, and when it becomes focused on, um, we talked about this before. I don't, I don't know what the Chinese term for kata is, but it's when you're just doing forms. Uh, the practical application of those has to be like put in there too, and you have to be doing, um, you have to be doing sparring, you have to be doing pressure testing. You can't just do the traditional side. You you, you can get something out of that. That there's something in there um, because it's uh, like self development. Uh, that that gives you aspects of of character, like things that can give you. Um, self-defense not always because the the if you're not practicing those things and then and using the applications against another person that's resisting you uh what happens is is what happens in this movie when the the karate instructor goes and just like thrashes the masters because they don't fight like they may be very good at um doing the techniques and showing the forms but if they're not actively like engaging in street fighting with those styles, they're just going to get beat up. Yes, and they they do. Um, and part of that's uh, part and of that is some of that's weight class. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a big thing. Is if if someone's twice your size, um, there's ways around that, but they're there's so that's why that's why there's weight classes in fighting because if someone's well, MMA, 100 pounds on you then uh yeah that's a problem yeah and that's the prime examples in anything goes any martial art form goes but it's it's not just form it's size <laughs> it's yeah. that's why you don't get people who go up weights very often and do well no um and that's why like even in the same uh or or, or more specifically in the same martial art if someone's outweighs you by a, a large amount um the skill can make up for a couple things uh provided you're going in whatever limited terms that like if, if there's a rule set or something but if you take away the rule sets and just let people have at it uh the larger person is has a, a big advantage. Yeah, and that's why I think Mike Tyson and 
at Man 3 in his heyday. I don't think, yeah, I, if I was to pick. It would have been a very silly <laughs> short fight. Uh, yeah. Mike Tyson's a, he's a big dude and he's a, a very, very accomplished fighter. You don't just like, you don't become heavyweight champion and like not be a beast. And he's still, he's not a young man and you still would not like, you would be a very no. stupid person <laughs> to try to fight Mike Tyson. Isn't he getting back into it? Isn't he trying yeah, to fight? Yeah, he is. And he, he looks huge. I think he got bigger. It's, <laughs> and he's in his 50s, man. Yeah. And yeah, he's, he's, he's just he's he's a beast. Athlete. Yeah. And and that's a big part of it is if you're training to do this stuff and you're that's what your life is. Um that's a lot different than someone that's training for something and it's and you're putting in tradition, you're doing these things, but you just do it as um like a pastime. Uh and you're not competing in it or you're not engaging in it um, as like a street fight or something that you do like on a regular basis. Uh, you can be like very good at something, but if you're not in practice at it, uh, you're just going to get crushed. Well, exactly. There's, there's a difference between skilled and fit and then fight fit. Yeah. Being fight, fight ready is a whole different story. Um, that's one of the interesting mixed martial arts. Um, watching stuff about conor mcgregor he's not the best fighter around and like written watching his earlier stuff and people talking about his trainers they never thought he'd go very far because he wasn't technically very good but he was pretty he was good in fights <laughs> like when it actually went got down to it he wasn't very technically good at training and all the different all the different techniques but when he's in a fight he's got good instincts yeah and so there's different ways um of, of looking at it too bad he's also a terrible person. <laughs> so. Wow. <yeah. laughs> but apparently that he's has no bearing on his on his fighting skills. No, exactly. He's just a terrible guy. Anyway, um, <laughs> where's the on this movie? Concept. What's even happening? In well, this, that's um, what we'll talk about the different fights and the different yeah, techniques. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess that moves us on to um, we have a quick little fight scene between the association master and Upman. Yeah, and it got like inter again. It gets like, interrupted by an earthquake. By an earthquake, <laughs> which never really address after that. No, I think no. It just happened, and it's like I guess you're in San Francisco. Uh, maybe it's kind of like their their chi power was so great, and then them clashing, uh, would created the earthquake. It, no, maybe not. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think they were being responsible about, responsible about it. Like they stopped the fight and they're like, "Yeah, we'll do this another time." Yeah, you yeah. Can't, you can't, you can't fight an earthquake. No, uh, but it was, it was, it was a silly but fun. Like it was a very more kind of kung fu technical. Lots of good flow, even flow. Lots of destruction. Yeah, and it's something that I wish, like, they would have been able to, like, continue, or, or, I feel like that happened in the other films, and then there was, like, a rematch, and then it was, like, a full fight. This was not. And I think some of that, um, so what happened is, for me, that the Master Z film, uh, while it was a spinoff, was a better martial arts film that I think 
even like almost any of the other Eatmon films because because it was built it was built around that. Like there's far more fighting in it, even if some of it was silly. Yeah. And then you you pivot from that to back to this and go like this is just all drama and there's some fighting in it. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, again, but the fight scenes still were fun, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, okay. they, they, were, they weren't bad. They were just, like, a, such a small portion. I just, yeah, I, I noticed, I noticed it more on the second time I watched it was, uh, I, I was like, I just really care so much about the story because, again, the story is very paper thin. There's not a lot going on. Yeah, I guess I read into the characters a lot more and I take a lot from... Mm the journey that he, he goes on in the movie and so maybe i'm I'm writing my own plot in my head in some ways and kind of garnering uh enjoy not enjoyment but garnering uh a life lesson i guess from hmm. yeah i mean that that's that's there um but it, like as a, a stand from a standpoint of like what the movie's doing it's there's not a lot happening oh, yeah 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 um because what is the next fight? It'll be just it'll be the when the karate guy from Marines challenges the the um at the yeah, Chinese everybody at the festival, which is like three fourths the way through the movie. It's actually more than that. It's like seventy, uh, like almost eighty yeah, yeah. something percent. It's, it's almost through the end, uh, and that was real short. Although I, I did I did rewatch um the Singy um master fight twice and then the Eatman fight was really well done so i watched that part a couple times too like i just kept rewind like rewinding and watching it again you know that was good um but again it's like what we're just i think that's what we why we're talking about the different weight classes is uh, that's a bit i keep thinking it's like how arrogant are these guys they're twice their size like <laughs> how can you think you're that good if you're literally just beating up people half your size Yeah, and that and that's an issue, and that's something um, I've been over the last. I haven't been uh, doing nothing over the past eight months, but I, I've been getting back into trying to give myself a little bit more basis in traditional martial arts and um, watching mm-hmm. uh, instructional. I have old instructional videos, uh, and just like a lot of uh, discussion YouTube channels. Mm-hmm. And they're just discussing the value of traditional martial arts, like what that brings to the table, um, specifically what happened to Jeet Kune Do, uh, because w- how it was in its inception and how it is now is very different. Uh, there's a lot of internal schisms, and and that's been the way with a lot of um, a lot of traditional martial arts, really, and particularly ones that have moved to the West, uh, is lineages have been kind of like muddied, like a lot. So, uh, where the legitimacies of various schools, there's so many martial arts schools, um, all, all over the place, um, but very much so in America, uh, where the legitimacy of it can be like a legitimate concern, uh, because people can, there's not like a, a unified school of, I have a certification to become an instructor. It's like, you can kind of just make that up. Like, there's no one to, like, call you out unless someone, I don't know. I, 
the the chances of that happening are only by word of mouth. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying because even even in Ipman, bring it back to the movie a little bit, that we we address that issue in well, Master Z was the spinoff, but yeah. what was the when they were together? Was it Ipman two? Ipman three. Three. Three is the, the they're arguing about which is the which one is a legitimate Wing Chun, yeah, um, master because they both come from branching uh, tunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and stuff and just keeps branching, or you just make up exactly. something. <laughs> well, exactly. Um, yeah. And evolution. I was actually, uh, you know, Shadow Shadowversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I was, he was talking about, he. Brought, I can't remember what the video was, but it was a recent one, and he brought up the whole how traditional kung fu is rubbish <laughs> in, in a video. And I was like, and we addressed, I think we addressed what, what my thoughts on it are, is that yes, if it's just for kata or for the sake of doing the movements, there is not much combat value in that. But I think it's because mostly modern martial arts, we've lost the actual combat side of it because there's a lot less. Like karate, uh, like you got to do karate. Yes. Your kids, and it's then, non-combat. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it is, and, and some of them focus, there, there's specific styles that just do, they don't even do sparring at all there's just kata and there's like yeah. hundreds of styles that's great for trans like maintaining a transmission of like old things but as a fighting art it's you like it's pretty much useless because you're not fighting in it exactly yeah, for, yeah. you can't get good at fighting without fighting it's just as simple as that <laughs> yeah and and that's uh, been um, the, like, the same issue with um like say something like uh, Kyokushin um karate uh, it uh it's it is a like a strong style as far as like um physical endurance because the style itself is centered around um withstanding a lot of blows uh, but when you look at the practical application of it, um, if there's any like Kyokushin uh, tournament, um, they don't allow punches to the head. And when you yeah. take that out of Kyokushin and try to do uh, a, like a competition against another martial art, uh, where punches to the head are, I mean, they they should they should always be allowed because that's people are going to do that. And if you don't let yourself be hit in the face or expect to get hit in the face or even think about getting, because that, that if, if you, if you don't allow it, um, you don't imagine someone's going to do it. Also this conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> contact, head contact, like playing, uh, I haven't done too much martial arts, but rugby, oh, it's a physical mm. game. Like if you, when you're match fit, you're, you're already done. You've done the physical training. You, you, your training's at the point where you're actually getting tackled and hit regularly in practice. So when you go into the game, it's not a shock. And it's always the first game of the season is the hardest because getting hit <laughs> in the head and in the body is hard. And so when you're yeah. not expect, not ready for it, it's hard. And so if you're not training in that way, you're never going to be able to compete with a boxer who... No, and, and the biggest thing <laughs> is if you're using it for um, like street uh, defense or offense, whatever, like street fighting. Uh, and you can leave you, yourself wide open. Yeah, because you, the, the rules prohibit people from hitting in the face. Uh, you're right. One that's going to be a, a large problem because you're not even going to be looking for that and you're going to get hit in the face. 
and and, and it may not be even <laughs> you're thinking not to look at it it's just that instinctively your muscle memory's taught you not to oh yeah for like all of it like there's no yeah. hitting in the face at all so that just doesn't become a you're not even become aware of it at all and that's a you can you can fix that by um so it's not specifically like saying like do mixed martial arts um only uh because that that connotation it, it's become something else versus like the actual meaning of taking multiple things and combining them like shoring up a weakness from one so if you're doing a martial art that doesn't have uh like say it doesn't address grappling it does a lot of stand-up fighting um and there's not really a lot of grappling that's a problem because people grapple like that's what happens uh Mm -hmm. and if you don't practice that or defend against it or no counters to it then then you're not a complete fighter like you're a part of a fighter so you have to train that too. Now, now I wouldn't say I have to do that exclusively. Um, by the same extension, if if an art only does grappling, then you need the other tools too. You need to have like a full toolkit. So yes. that's not like that's really like not going. Hey, one style is has all these things or is better than any others. Um, because anyone that has that is because they've taken it from somewhere else and so now they've made themselves a fuller style and that's when you see like the efficacy of of doing martial arts or having these traditional martials because you can uh combine them you don't have to like don't waste time reinventing the wheel like that's not going to help you like to like oh i'm Say you're studying like Aikido, uh, which is it's not particularly effective, but um, your time would better be spent doing something that has more practical applications. Mm-hmm. If that's what you want to do, if you're not interested in like actually like self defense or fighting or something, then by all means, you, doing a traditional thing where you're just doing forms and then giving yourself kind of a, a it helps you kind of be well-rounded, kind of know pre-perception and know what your body's doing and what you're capable of. That 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 has a value, but yeah, it's a sport. It's a sport, yeah. It's not like martial arts combat, and I think that that's what you see. Um, bringing it back to the film is when he's the karate master or the instructor is having his throwdown um, with these masters. Uh, they don't practice as um like in a fighting situation, and because he's already bigger than them, and all he does is fight people, like that puts him at like such an advantage, and that's why he's just kind of like manhandling them. And that's also why Ipman is good. Um, and his actual, the real the real person, Ipman, and the, the information I read, he was actually a bit of a street brawler. <laughs> he would go and fight. Like, that's one of the things he, he, he was a fighter. Yeah. And I think without without having that, um, it's, it's, it's a lot harder to um, have that proof that's in the pudding. Like, you have to have that aspect of actually engaging in, in these fights to... be a fighter <laughs> like it yeah. boils down to like that 
and that is the difference between his fights and as you say the other masters and that's <clears> why the head association same thing he's tai, tai chi i think is this uh, yes his was tai chi which was a um there is tai chi chin and it's it's a martial art there's there's a fighting version of it that has more it's not just the slow smooth flowing um there it has martial application but again unless you're actually doing that in the fight and using those things then it's not gonna work for what you think it's gonna do yeah exactly and and, yeah i just i just must admit though that when wing chung kicks in um and he gets the, the the rapid fist punching going on i do get my i do get excited when he does the like when he takes the guy down mm-hmm. in this fight yeah and just lays into him it's just i get excited and then odin's like what's going on <laughs> and, then, and then he gets excited and he gets into watching it uh yeah it, it, it's very very fun to watch when he just lays into the guy with the quick the quick succession hits yeah, we're we're gonna need to watch um the uh like special ID or um one one of the there's a few um Donnie films that were in slightly before the first eight months so like two thousand five two thousand seven somewhere around there um he he was doing a lot of movies that were uh MMA focused like it's a lot of grappling and and takedowns oh. and things but it's very brutal um it's very effective looking there's critiques on like what he's actually doing because it's still a movie uh but the the style of that gives you the feeling of what he's doing he's doing his chain punches and he's just like opening the can on somebody those movies do that like (laughs) full bore yeah (laughs) (laughs) nice Because around the same time as Upman, I think it was a bit before that, he did the other film um, that was, uh, I think it's the same character as Fist of Legend, Fist of Fury. Uh, yes, Legend of Chen, it's it's Chen Zen. Chen Zen, yeah, it is Chen Zen. I was thinking yeah. that, but I didn't want to say it to make myself look like a fool. Because uh, <laughs> I do that a lot. But yeah, so there's the follow-up movie that's after the first one that he did, which was very good. Um, where it's like post-war coming back, yeah, re- Return of Chenzen. Yeah, that was quite, and that was that was Donnie Yen, wasn't it? Did he do the second one? I, I don't he did one of them. Now. I know he did Legend Legend of Legend of the Fist or uh, Legend of Chenzen. I don't remember if he did the sequel. Maybe we say that maybe we say that, and I have I have the magic uh, <laughs> thing right here. Already but I know he's up. done one of the Chin Zen movies, and it was pretty good. Yeah, because well, because it, it's been a character that's been that's um, been in multiple films. So, um, well, we've done a few of them, and to be honest, oh. I, I feel like that's what they've done with Upman. They've kind of made him into a Chin Zen character. Like he's he's become yeah, a folk hero. I knew this was in pre-production a while ago, but there's an adaptation of Sleeping Dogs, which should be coming out sometime soon who knows but he's Shen in the sleeping dogs live action movie oh so it's the, the game sleeping dogs yes i always uh, want to play that just because it feels like right up my alley but i just never got around to it uh yeah i would pick it up it's it's usually sometimes it it's like 
three US dollars. <laughs> it goes on sale all the time. So much to play. Speaking uh, of yeah, which, five comes out tomorrow. Uh, I know I, that that's not in not in my budget, um, but eventually. Yeah, I traded so, my consoles. Yeah, I, I thought about that. It's a, I just don't uh, think I'd get a lot from either the the. Well, I have the Xbox One S or something. I don't know what the model is. I could probably trade that and the PS4 Pro, maybe get oh, yeah. something. You know, you should be able to. Because well, yeah. um, they did a pretty good deal here. I got, I got like three eighty four for my Pro. So it was like half the price of the PlayStation Five. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll look into it. I got I got a lot of stuff on my plate, so we'll see. Yeah. Game consoles Sorry, on the, off topic. the low end. Oh, off topic. Uh, so yes, um, Legend of Chenzen. Uh, well, Donnie, I know Donnie Yen is very good. Yeah, it, it, it does uh, feel like he's aged quite quickly. Like he maybe he didn't he didn't start as young as some of these other characters because he feels like he has slowed down a little bit. But he's, he's been doing talented. stuff since nineteen eighty four. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, he kind of became big. It felt like he didn't come big until like the nineties thousands. No, um, he did Iron Monkey in ninety three. Yeah, I, I, those ones I missed. I kind of went through that period where I missed a whole lot. Yeah, and then Kung Fu Master in I'll tell 94. you what he's not I'll tell you what he's not good in. Mulan. <laughs> was he in Mulan? Yeah, he's the general. Oh, was he? I, I take the back. Oh there he Acting. is. C- Commander Tung. Acting and his character fantastic. They complete. it's not his none of it's his fault. They completely botched. This is one of the best martial arts um actors in the world. And they don't actually let him fight. He does mm. some weird like Tai Chi rubbish that is looks is cut to pieces and looks just stupid. They make him look ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, if you're getting the picture, folks, Mulan was a, I don't like Mulan. I hated the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No Mushu, no points, completely rid- ridiculous set pieces. There's almost no fighting in the movie, despite it being a war film. There was absolutely no fighting. Well, he was also just in there, that Enter the Fat Dragon, which I kind of want to watch. Oh, we were supposed to do that one. Yeah. Maybe that can be our next one. Oh, I could do with a comedy. I, yeah, me too. <laughs> we could use something like... I forgot that was coming out. Yeah, That's right, because he's, he's fat. Um, he's fat um, Donnie Yen, isn't he? Yes, it's um, it's it's a it's a remake of a uh, yeah, it's a remake of a um, Samohung. Yeah, yeah, film. yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah. So kill kill zone flash flashpoint definitely uh, put on the list and um, special ID. Or yeah, I wouldn't mind doing some more Donnie. Yeah, well, maybe uh, we can do like a Donnie back to back or something. He's definitely talented, um, and I like when I first. I think Ip Man was the first movie I saw with him that I I kind of noticed him as the lead, mm-hmm. um, and I was just really blown away by his skill. He's definitely talented. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that kind of sums up our thoughts on the movie. I think it does too. There, there's the final fight with um, Scott Adkins, who's the main bad guy, I guess. 
For a big dude, that guy can move though. Oh move. yeah, no, like that, that that has been another thing is we do need to look at some of his filmography because he's done just a, a billion films. Um his stuff's always on point. He's really good at um acrobatic stuff with a lot of crazy yeah, like kicks and when things. he when he busts when he busts into the um the Chinese Association building, he does like some sweet fly kicks and jumping over things. Um and yeah, it's 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 pretty skillful. He's got some talent. It's um, it's really it's just hard cool. to and like it, him because he's such a dick character. <laughs> it's the character. Um, yeah. But what's what's great is he's he's a not a small man, and he just does a lot of yeah, acrobatic yeah. stuff. Going like what? He looks yeah, like he he's looks up like there. He's like two hundred pounds. He's a big dude. Yeah. He That's what I mean. Like it's impressive. Flies around. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe we can do Enter the Fat Dragon next time. That sounds good to me. But, Wait, so we, what, what, what's your rating for this film? Uh, a 6.5. Like, I still liked it. I just, it's a lot of drama. <laughs> too much drama. It's too much drama. That's one thing we didn't actually bring up, which we usually do is, uh, well, I guess it only came out last year. What am I talking about? You watched it recently, stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, so I don't have a um watched it first. Uh, I mean, I do. We we watched it enough time in between, like a few months. So uh, the first time I watched this, I I think I liked it more the first time. And then sitting okay. through the drama part again, I was like, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> um. Well, I, I think I. It's hard to remember, to be honest. I think I enjoyed it more the second time. I found myself getting engrossed in the story. But I was also working at the same time because I wasn't putting my full attention because I'd already seen it recently. Um, yeah, I, I'd probably agree with you. It's definitely not the best at man in the, in the out of the four. I'm thinking it might be still better than three, though. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I really enjoyed the Master Z. I think we had our problems with it, but in comparison, like as a spinoff, I kind of liked it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just for the I'm martial curious, arts aspect. I'm curious to see the Grandmaster to see a different take on. Yeah, and and I, I have no idea how that one's gonna go. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it may be more episodes. dramatic, but it looks like every time I watch the trailer, I'm like, it's very cinematic. A lot of fighting in the rain and things. Yeah, it seems like it looks very stylized. Yeah. Well, um, cool. be- before we fully wrap up, uh, we did get a we get these in very seldomly over the years. So send us more reviews if you get some in, or if you'd like to send us some if you get some in. <laughs> Uh, so this is this a review we got in from uh, Max Bliven. Um, we've been negligent because we haven't been recording um, to kind of read it on the air. Uh, and Max just says, hey, I just wanted to let you two know that this podcast is easily in my top five. And although I'm just finishing the Rise of the Legend episode, I plan to listen to all in order. I hope you two are faring well in these times. I'm censoring it slightly. Uh, keep up the good work and I'll let you know when I finally caught up with you guys. Best wishes, Max Bliven. So thanks, Max. I hope you're doing okay um, in these trying times, and I hope you've caught back up in the in the several months of uh, <laughs> interim that we've had. I, I think that's given you enough time to 
to catch back up to where we are currently. You can, I hope you enjoyed the five elements ninjas as much as we did. Was it Kung Fu Boy Band is what we called it or something? Yeah, <laughs> it was Kung Fu Boy Band because they had they had all the the sweet outfits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fancy yeah. boys. We need we need we're gonna do more stuff like that. I I just really enjoy those. Um, I, I like some of the the more modern stuff as far as like getting kind of gritty action, but I just give us the slapstick kind of just full uh full of tricks and uh like live like live stunts where you know people probably got hurt doing them <laughs> i guess that just means more jackie chan <laughs> yeah yeah, sure. yeah. maybe yep. we'll no, do maybe we can do like a back-to-back um because i'd always meant to get into some of the samo hung like the, the early 80s stuff or the yin biao um films we'll 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 play around with it um yeah maybe enter the fat dragon is our, our next one just because it it just seems like it's gonna be a a good time yeah no i hope so yeah me too because yeah. <laughs> i have to probably pay to rent it so <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah but um yeah uh, it's 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 good to be back um after all this time and we, we are still here we're moving forward more episodes um coming at you hopefully at like you know a regular schedule again or something approaching it every couple weeks would be good uh we'll we'll see how it it turns out but yeah it's a blast as it always um that never went away so have you had a great time uh charles where can folks find you if they would look to contact you on the interwebs oh and then you have a new um podcast out so talk tell us about it a little bit yes uh, so you can find, including the new podcast at VaderVanOden.com. It's on a one-stopping one point where you can find all my social media, uh, gaming, YouTube, for my son. And my son and I have just started a gaming podcast. So the concept is that we will chat about the video games we love, board games included, uh, from the perspective of a younger person and a grizzly old man like myself. <laughs> and it's it's just been fun so far just seeing obviously i talk to my son a lot but just really letting him just dive into what he like what he's liking our games and telling him the stories that he's coming across it's, it's been quite fun on the few episodes we've recorded and so that's called odin my son named it it's called the undying chat uh i was i i didn't really have a name and he just said i want to call it that so i, I thought why not? We're business partners. We're podcast hosts together, so he's got to have them put too. And that's the name he came up with. And I think it kind of works because he likes it. I like to talk. He likes to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so you can find that on any same streaming service you're using probably now, um, or on our website. There's you can you can play it from there too. Yeah, you've, you've got like it's like a hub. You've got like links to all your various. Um projects through your through your website yes i need to work on it. it's not the prettiest website but it, it, it suffices <laughs> for now what yeah. about yourself dave uh, well you can primarily find me on twitter um, at sentinel underscore plus uh it'll be in the notes as always as will all of the other links to our various unsundry places that we exist on the interwebs because we do a couple different podcasts so if you like us here you may enjoy us in the other places to um give those a look if that so pleases you and there's there's 
Well, on my monster podcast, there are over 203 hours of content or something. It's up there. Um, there's enough to entertain you for quite a while. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be back um, on a more regular basis is the plan. Moving forward, hope that sticks to it. We'll do our best to do so in these crazy, crazy years. <laughs> who knows what's going on nobody nobody knows what's happening but yeah um we look forward to getting back to you more kung fu out there we had some kind of catchphrase i, I don't yep. remember what it oh um stay tuned for next time for something else something new and something kung fu i remembered it i think that's the one <laughs> it's, it's, of it. yeah it's it's there somewhere um yeah well anyway we'll, we'll catch you later folks uh have bye, a good bye. one and we'll we'll catch you next time for some more donnie yet that's the plan bye-bye bye-bye